RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Crampy Val and <laughs> Beef. I'm so sorry. I have to tell you, honestly, I didn't tell you this when we started. I missed you. Yeah, honestly, I miss you too. And uh, I'm so happy to be here today for a number of reasons, just because I like doing the show, obviously. But it's also just, it feels good to be normal. Yes. Two weeks off really sucks. Well, well, two, one week solid off and then another second week of just weird up and down disruption. So you had a little bug and you've gotten over it, but it was, yeah. you know, it was a pain in the ass. So. Oh, yeah. But, but, but always remember, uh, Tracy. Uh, death is lurking. Death is always lurking. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I might feel good today, but I, I might wake up dead tomorrow. <laughs> that, that's, that's what some, I'm hearing, Frank. This, this is some of the advice. This is some of the advice that's been given to me from people who care. I'm, I'm hearing all, you know, all of a sudden you could feel great. And then all of a sudden just drop dead the next day for no reason. Yeah. And, and I'm not being trolled either. Every once in a while, I get someone who means well that'll say something like that. I'm glad you're feeling better, Frank. But, you know, I, I, I know someone who who is recovering from one thing or another and they thought everything was fine. The next day they're dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, what do I what do I do with this information? <laughs> oh, they say they say, well, just, you know, just just be vigilant. Be vigilant of what? The Grim Reaper. <laughs> if I see the Grim Reaper coming toward me, I'll run. I, I just I'm going to keep everything to myself. Everything to myself, even though I just came out today, so I'm crampy. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, Frank cramps. That's that's, that's a sign. First, that's the first sign of what's to come, Frank. I mean, <laughs> I had a friend. Cramps started. Next thing you know, gone. Gone. <laughs> Nothing that stops it. Oh, gosh. Hold on. Oh, okay. I see the Grim Reaper. He's standing right behind you. <laughs> I know. It's shadowy. In this dark basement. It's where he lives. Um <laughs> So, uh, so how's everything been with you? Okay. Okay. You know what I would love? I don't know what you have planned for today, but I would love a concise update on, uh, on just how big the implications of all of these, uh, these, these upcoming Durham trials are. Well, good, good that you asked. We've been discussing this obviously in, in some part on the show, um, but it, it's heating up a lot. People are really trying to prevent any bit of this additional information that Durham wants out of these people from getting out under the guise of privilege. I don't know how much, you know, I can do a roundup quickly. If you, if well, you- I, I know as much as I know is this is that we have the, the Sussman trial that that is going to happen and that there is, a, of course, a rash of of, uh, of people who are taking the fifth. And everybody is just hunkering down. And uh, that that's just that's all I know. OK, so here it is. They're they're taking the fifth because Durham wants certain information to be reviewed by the judge to to for the judge to decide whether or not it's actually privileged or if they're just trying to hide stuff. So Perkins Coy and um, Sussman and Fusion GPS and Hillary for America and all these other people submitted information in response to a subpoena from Durham, but they submitted it with a privilege log saying this, 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 and this are privileged. You can't see it. So now 
all of these, the Durham went to the judge and said, we'd like for you to review these things that we want to see and to make a determination whether you think they are actually privileged or if you think that this is being abused to hide this information. Okay. And made the argument that Fusion GPS was not working for Perkins Coy as a legal help and all the reasons why they were hired, opposition research, blah, 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 blah. All the, they laid it all out. As a matter of fact, you will recall that the FEC recently fined the Clinton campaign for pay, misusing the funds of how they paid Fusion GPS because Fusion GPS, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. So, so the judge has to rule on that, that motion, that hearing is coming up soon, I believe. Um, But now because the judge dismissed Sussman's motion to dismiss the charges altogether, the, all of these people, uh, Robbie Mook, Podesta, Clinton, um, Elias, Perkins Coy, they're all coming out of the woodwork saying these things are all privileged. We can't allow these to be seen. Perkins Coy is saying we hired Fusion GPS to help us with defamation litigation. That's it's just absurd. Mm-hmm. All public reporting, all public statements by these people are to the contrary. It's, it's absurd on its face. So they're they're submitting um, motions to intervene in the case to stop any of this information from coming out. So it is pretty damning because otherwise you wouldn't see these power players having any care in the world about what happens to Sussman. Right, right. Well, hey, we can only only hope at this point because. Well, wow, I, I worry. It, I worry. So, OK, so you worry. And what, what are the chances that this is a good opportunity to do the old small fish leading the bigger fish? I mean, Sussman's a pretty big fish, but there's already been tons of small fish who have been passed over, like the uh, the, the, the the what's him call uh, Kevin Kleinsmith. You talk about working your way up. I just the only thing that always gets me worried is lack of consistency. And if small fish have been pretty much turned the other way, I mean, think about that guy Wolf from the Senate Intelligence Committee. Oh, yeah, the, my God. The, in, the intern there who was trading who was trading uh, uh, sensitive FISA materials for sex. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get any. He didn't. I don't think he's at a, he. I don't think he's at his post anymore. But he didn't get any jail time. He should be away for two lifetimes. That's right. That was the the the, the sergeant at arms or whatever. Yeah, uh, he was there for thirty years. Yep, yep. I remember that now. Holy crap! Allie yeah. Watkins. Yeah, it was Allie Watkins. You know, she's up there with Taylor Lorenz. You know. Um. <laughs> so that, that's the only thing that gets always gets me worried is lack of consistency. Because if, if you passed up on the small fish, what what is what is this? I mean, I'll, well, I'll take anything, but whatever. They have denied um, Jaffe's request for immunity, which tells me that they're not interested. They, they, there's more here. So there's so much here, actually. It, it bothers me in a couple ways. It looks like they're very right now anyway, because this is all we've gotten public. It looks like they're very narrowly focused on how the whole thing kicked off and what what you know play um sussman had in all of this and how he lied to the fbi and because he lied to the fbi the fbi thought x x and x and there doesn't seem to be too much investigation of the actual institutions and their role in it just these outside peripheral people that weren't in the institutions however we're learning more and more frank about darpa having a role in this 
Which which I I haven't heard anything about this. So DARPA was a, a the special counsel's office now today the Durham special counsel is investigating the DNC server hack. Quote. Mm-hmm. It's not really a hack, as we all know, and everybody's basically told us it's not a hack. I mean, Julian Assange told us I didn't get this stuff from from the Russians. Like it wasn't a hack. We know this, but the the DNC. I mean, I'm sorry, the special counsel Durham is is looking into this, and it appears as though DARPA stepped in when Mueller's special counsel was doing their thing in working with Georgia Tech to do something. Because Margot Cleveland from the Federalists did a FOIA for responsive records and finds that they're literally working with the Mueller team to investigate what she's she's assuming is the DNC hack, given the time frames. So now we've got DARPA involved in the DNC hack, quote, hack. Wow. So, I mean, this is the thing that Dorham is poking around on. And the other day, Technofog said, I think all of this floundering and, and, and throwing things in the air is to cover up the DNC hack and not so much for anything else. Like all of these people are coming out of the woodwork to stop information from getting out there, because I think at the end we'll we'll be proven right, Frank, that we've been talking about now for six years that it was actually Seth Rich who leaked this stuff to WikiLeaks. Oh, yeah. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, as as. We normally conclude talking about the or or parsing up and debating details of anything that came after the initial event, which was how this information, these emails got out of the DNC. If if that is surrendered constantly and nobody actually picks that apart, then it's it's pointless. Yep. It really is. Point- I mean, there has been several layers of crimes that have been committed since then verifiable. But I mean, the, the genesis of this whole thing, the origin story that, that needs to be addressed or this is never seriously, ever seriously going to be cleared up in a very public way. But, you know, there's, there's still there's so much of this system that is controlled by the uh, the forces of evil that it's uh, it, it's amazing that we've gotten this much out of the, the investigation. You know, it's crazy. I, I taught Mike um, the other day about what happened with James Comey. And refusing the Vault 7 stuff. Yeah. He, he didn't know about that. So I told him, you know, because the reason why I did that was because we were talking about how Kim.com started coming out and saying that, you know, they were he was working with the team that was doing the forensic investigation of the Biden laptop. And Tucker Carlson was actually over there filming in Switzerland. And all of this was going to hit the, the airwaves this week. And then all of a sudden he said, oh, we gave it all to WikiLeaks. And the next day. They did the extradition request on Julian Assange. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, like, that's not going to be used for leverage the same way he used Vault 7 for leverage. But at least he makes good on his promises. And at this point, so many other people have copies of this thing that I don't know that they'll be able to use it for leverage as much as they think. But um, it was just interesting that here comes WikiLeaks again to throw a wrench into, you know. Although I would say that the WikiLeaks of today is much different than the WikiLeaks of 2015. Yeah, I don't pay too much attention to it. Um, I don't. Um, and I'll tell you why. The main reason is because the last two or three times over the course of maybe the prior two or three years, that word gets around in all of our circles that, hey, there's another WikiLeaks drop. 
there's a, a big dump of stuff. It's the same. It's the same thing. Oh, th- this gets recycled every couple of years where they find the back end database structure file dot WikiLeaks dot file. And they yeah. think it's some big new cache of information. Right. Yeah, no, 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 no. So between between uh, Assange uh, wasting away, I don't know how he has such a strong spirit for anybody to have to held on this long um, for be- between him being incarcerated still and never getting anything new or interesting out of WikiLeaks. I don't even pay attention anymore. But yeah, when I hear when I hear the, about the extradition news and how he's coming to the United States potentially, and he's potentially facing a, a, a ridiculous 175 years over here for stuff that uh, his, his partner in crime, Mr. Manning, has already moved on to several new phases of life since being let out of jail, changed sex, apparently, Went, uh, uh, ran for Congress or or a local office somewhere. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Bradley Manning has lived three lives since being let out of jail, and Julian Assange, who was just a receiver of this information, is still being treated this way. And when I hear about all these updates from Assange, the first thing I think about is Mark Warner and James Comey and this deal, what they are willing to do to preserve this bullshit narrative. And still, they ha- he has nearly 200 years of jail time hanging over his head. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm struggling with it only because there are inclinations in the copies of logs of text messages and stuff that have been released in his case that he was actively trying to hack the U.S. government using Manning as a proxy, like helping Manning to get what he wanted instead of Manning just delivering it to him. And at that point I have a problem because that's not journalism anymore. So he was, so there is, cause I didn't see those, uh, any text messages like that. He, he's, he's giving instruction. At what point is the line crossed? Well, he's saying that he has a team working on hacking a password. Okay. And, and did that ever happen? Um, did they ever hack the pass? Was, was the, was the, was the, um, we don't know the results of that effort. Did that the result of those efforts give Manning what he needed to uh, do what he did? We don't know. They would have that's what they would have to prove at trial. Has Manning ever been asked about that? Yes. And he refuses to talk. They threw him in jail for months and months and months and months for contempt because he won't talk. Like if there's one thing you can give Manning in Mm. all of this, it's that he has been fiercely loyal to Julian Assange in, in, in there. Like he will not. He will not like he he spent in solitary, like basically months because he refused once they leveled these charges on him to, to, to contribute. He refused. OK, noted. Noted on that. Then that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I as much as I think that, that that's a very troubled person, um, obviously, who has done some weird things and has had a lot of problems. I, I, the one thing I will say is that the convictions of that person are very strong. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm glad I cleared that up. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and find the, uh, I've done work on the, the messages and everything. And then the, the last thing that WikiLeaks did was create a searchable da- database of ICE agents and their families. So I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that too. I remember that too. The, the, the doxing of federal employees yeah. is, is uh very Taylor Lorenz 
Oh, gosh. We did a whole thing on this. Half the show on uh, Wednesday was Taylor Lorenz because I just couldn't let it go. A little. I, I just want whenever I feel whenever I feel like I, I need to be picked up, I, I watch that 40 second clip of her crying like a moron. It's not even real. You think that's real? Oh, yeah. No, these people are insane. Oh, I know they're insane, but. I think it's it's definitely a real emotional response. The 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 I mean the, the it's all it's all a his, histrionic explosion of irrationality. It just it's complete histrionics, but it's it's real. The, she really is that much. Her brain is scrambled eggs. You know, it's crazy because I did a post this morning before I saw this Kevin McCarthy thing that we'll talk about in a second, and um. I said, we may not have the Senate, the House or the presidency, but we're winning the culture war right now. Well, we've we've started up a new one. Yeah, we've we've launched a new one. There's a there's a new offensive from from those who are pro humanity and pro pro sanity, uh, pro pro natural law. You know, if you don't have you have we have three things in life, and that is the ability to control what comes out of our mouth and be able to speak to be able to think what we want and to be able to to control what goes into our body. And I think that because everything has been lost, we really have lost everything. Um, is that it's a point right now to see how much willing we are to give up even more and what we're willing to do to fight for at least getting back that basic foundation of what was a free humanity. And it's those three tenets right there, your thoughts, your speech and your body. And I think that I think that a, a sizable number of people all over the world has finally dug in on those things and they're willing to just roll the dice because, uh, I mean, there's, there's, we're up against the wall here. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that we don't sacrifice. We don't do the two steps forward, one step back. We're happy thing, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, the you know, we talked about Taylor Lorenz and how she's epically failed because the majority of us do not want our children being groomed in their classrooms. Um, and then, you know, like what's going on in Florida with uh, DeSantis basically removing Disney from having the ability to be its own government, which I think is a problem from the get. I don't know why this has never been done before. Um, they basically make their own laws and rules and they can do with their own work. They don't have to. And it was funny because there was a leftist own yesterday because he was saying in Florida when they were debating this bill to remove this status from Disney, he was like, you know, what what's going to happen when they want to build a road? They they just go ahead and they decide and they they build it and they don't have any any, you know, they don't have to wait for anything. And then they hire union workers to come in and do the job. How are how is that going to be impacted? And the guy that answered said, oh, I'm so happy that you finally realized how government intervention destroys innovation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like now they're going to have to get permits, Frank, and they're going to have to wait for approvals. And they didn't have to do that before. So this Democrat is upset that now they're going to have to actually go through the process that he has been a part of making so stringent in the first place. Oh, I uh, across the board too. It, it's, it was, did you hear the screeching in the, um, I don't know if it's the Florida House or yep. the Florida Senate, the screeching from those animals for redistricting the redistricting re maps with the with the uh, with the Disney thing. Oh, oh, it was all of those things in one, I think, that, that the caused them. These animals screeching, screeching like like raccoon, like raccoons having their, their <laughs> nails pulled out. It, it, it's 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 un, unreal 
to see how these people, especially Democrats uh, more so than anybody else, have coalesced around the one of the greatest multinational for it's not even a, a company, to be honest. I mean, the more you read into the kind of autonomy that Disney has, it's a country. Uh, it, it's it's the Vatican of the West. Yes, it is. The, it is Vatican City. And who, I didn't take know. It, who takes it down? Ron freaking DeSantis. I love and I love uh, I love all the the Chirons on like CNN and that you see, of course, being shared on other platforms because nobody's watching the actual television. The Chirons are saying uh, um, the Florida Senate bows to Ron DeSantis. Yeah, they bowed to Ron DeSantis. They just did what they did. They did what they did. And it's just I, I knew that Disney was a real, real force. But I just did not know the level of autonomy. I did not know they had their own fire department, their own police, which is the biggest thing there, because the fact that uh, a lot of people are wondering what is going to become of generations worth of pedophilia accusations and trafficking and abuse accusations out there now that the Mickey Mouse police aren't going to be investigating it. Yeah, the Mickey Mouse police are no longer the ones who are going to be having to do that. And and the state of Florida is going to get the money in taxes from Disney to have the police force to investigate those things. Like, did you ever read some of the Reddit threads about what happens on It's a Small World after all? What happened? The ride. I mean, I've been on the ride several times. What happened? What happens in the ride? People have said that like those, those room, those houses and stuff that are there are actual like rooms and people have been taken back there and stuff. I mean, I don't know if it's true. I'm just, it's, Crazy stuff. Crazy. Oh, I believe. Stuff. Well, I hear I hear crazier things about the tunnels. Oh, that too. Yes. Yes. And, and not and let's not let's not forget, too, that other things have popped up along along the way, just in more public ways over there in Disney. You remember you remember a couple of years ago, it might have been three, four, maybe five years ago at this point that we started learning about the plight of thousands of American workers down there in Disney. Uh, who have been with the company for God knows how long, who were being forced to train their Pakistani and and Indian replacements because um, Disney was taking advantage of those HB1 yep. visas. So because of that visa system, we had the they were they were actually making Americans train their Indian replacements for no other reasons than they want to be able to take advantage of all these tax or whatever the hell is going on, even though they own their own country inside of the Floridian uh, Peninsula. Yep. I've seen all that. It was a couple of years ago when H1B became like a thing that people actually paid attention to. Yeah. Yeah. So terrible, terrible, terrible company and totally not for kids. Like we talked about the Mickey stamp that's been seen or the Mickey and Minnie stamp where it looks like Mickey is holding Minnie and Minnie's shirt looks like a penis. Oh, I saw that big blue penis. Yep. Yep. So, you know, look, say what you want about us not having government control in a lot of places. We do locally where we need it. But then you look at California and things like this bill that just passed yesterday, Frank. Yeah, this is the the bill allows the death of a newborn up to 28 days. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, this did, and like I said before, you're you're not going to voting is not enough. People have to go to jail. Some of them have to be put to death. I, 
It says here, anti-abortion activists are peddling an absurd and disingenuous argument that this bill is about killing newborns. When ironically, the part of the bill they're pointing to is about protecting and supporting parents experiencing the grief of pregnancy loss. I please. Wait, what? Yeah, they're they're spinning themselves into into pretzels. It's called perinatal death. Wait, but what? What do you so so? What is the actual? What does it actual actually say? I'm gonna I'm gonna. It says, notwithstanding any other law, a person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty or otherwise deprived of their rights based on their actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth, or abortion or perinatal death. What's perinatal death? The bill doesn't define what perinatal death is. I mean, has there ever been a an instance in California, at least in the last hundred years, where parents have been prosecuted for a a stillborn child or a child who 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 tragically died a couple of weeks after being born for one reason or another? Yes. As a matter of fact, that's the whole reason this bill went in in the first place. Two criminal cases. Women used meth during pregnancy, delivered a stillborn infant, and were charged with murder. No, I'm talking about a, a child that was born and maybe like got a staph infection or something like that. Anything that led to because anything that takes takes away uh, takes away liability. I mean, a, a, a mother who takes methamphetamine or other hard drugs during during. I mean, they are liable. Well, I'd the, say they are liable. One of the women's murder charges was dismissed and the other one was um, she had an 11 year term for involuntary manslaughter that was overturned in March. It's at least manslaughter. Yeah, absolutely. That is. But th- th- this is this is beyond the pale, especially when we still have fresh in our minds. Governor Ralph Northam talking about in in, uh, in Virginia, their plans. I think it was thwarted, at least for the, the time being. Their plans to make it so that when uh, a child is born, the state, these hospitals can, he said, keep the child comfortable until the parents figure out what they want to do. Yep. So the fact that we still have this fresh in our minds, I don't care about the 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 uh, the semantics. Getting all into all this stuff is semantics. We know what these people are. We know what they're about. And we know what they do with the body parts afterwards. Yep, we do. We do. Isn't it sad that we yeah. can actually say that? Terrible, just terrible. So there have been a rash of of, you know, a, basically overturning Roe versus Wade in a lot of states, in a lot of states, making it illegal to have an abortion after six weeks, making it illegal to have an abortion at all. Um, the start. It, yeah. it is a start. And we're, you know, look, I mean, for all of the for all of the clamoring and, and the way the left has tried to steal this country, they're not in the majority, Frank. They're just not. Um, there's a lot of people out there who love to kill babies, but there are also a lot of people out there who want to protect them. So mm-hmm. we're we're getting somewhere on that stuff. Um, speaking of snakes and politicians, I wanted to read a, a, a little line from something that Donald Trump has read quite a bit uh, in his rallies. But it reminded me of something today. I saved you, cried that woman, and you've bitten me even why. And you know your bite is poisonous and now I'm going to die. Oh, shut up, silly woman, said that reptile with a grin. Now, you you knew darn well I was a snake before you brought me in. And I have a, sadly, Rachel Maddow clip to play for you today. Um, because Kevin McCarthy, who 
for all I've never liked him. He's a, he's a slime ball and we've all said it and we've all been saying it who has basically ridden the coattails of Donald Trump because of the base, not for any other reason, has now it's always been Donald Trump stands in the way. Uh, they really want you, but they're, they're coming after me because they want you. You know, that whole thing that is so true. Yeah. They go after him because they want us. It's absolutely true. So Kevin McCarthy, they want us. They want us badly. They want our souls. How badly do you want us, lefties? It's, and righties and rhino establishment. Yeah, sta- status. We should just say statists. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I'll say there's no grand plan that President Trump has by buddying up with some of these people. He's just not getting good advice from people. And it's been a constant problem. And he's too loyal. And he needs to start listening to outside opinions of people that are not trying to use him because 99% of the people that are surrounding him are trying to use him. He needs somebody to go in there and give it to him straight who needs nothing from him. Why does he need advice? Advice. He's too busy. And, you and, can't keep track of all the shit. No, but I'm saying, but, but for other things, for th- I, I know that the minutia anybody can be caught up and drowned in the minutia of American politics. But why does he need advice to stay away from Doctor Oz? Well, I know that's a great question. Why does he need advice to stay away from Drew McKissick here in South Carolina, the chair of the GOP, and and freaking Lindsey Graham? And Russell Fry, the guy he endorsed for District 7, who's a complete douche loser. Well, I'm telling you, Tracy, you and I spoke about this a long time. He is a kingmaker and he had to be. He should have been the entire time in making new media by uh, uh, more prominent by getting to individuals. Yes. And so I don't I don't understand why he's even giving time to people like Piers Morgan anymore. They can't serve him. They, they don't serve him. That's the thing. Yes, absolutely. So th- here's the thing. Kevin McCarthy, after January 6th, got on a call with Liz Cheney, the woman who was single handedly alongside one other douchebag, ruining the lives of so many people and the country in this January 6th commission in her. In, I don't even know what she's trying to accomplish. The loser that she is. Anyway. Here's the call. Here's here's the story. Let's just listen to it from the beginning. Earlier today, a spokesman for Kevin McCarthy issued a flat denial that McCarthy ever said he would push Trump to resign. That spokesman said, quote, McCarthy never said he'd call Trump to say he should resign. McCarthy never said he'd call Trump to say he should resign. To further clarify, you should also know that NBC News reached out to the congressman's office following that statement, specifically asking again and drilling down on the question of whether or not Mr. McCarthy said he would push President Trump to resign. His spokesman responded saying, quote, no, he did not. Leader McCarthy also issued a statement himself today saying in part, quote, the New York Times reporting on me is totally false and wrong. The problem with these denials from Mr. McCarthy and his office is that we have now obtained audio of that January 10th phone call that Leader McCarthy held with other top Republicans in which he, in fact, said he's going to call Trump and tell him that he must resign. The authors of this new book, Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns from The New York Times, they have shared that audio of this call with us so that we can share it with you tonight so that you can know that when Kevin McCarthy denies that this happened, he is not telling the truth. Here it is. Liz, you on the phone? 
talking about the impeachment resolution, the impeachment, the second impeachment, how it would pass the house. Right. And then he thinks it would pass the Senate and then Donald Trump should resign instead of, I guess, going through the impeachment. But he denies that this conversation ever happened. And did you see the first statement? No one's paying attention to is that Liz Cheney was floating them using the 25th Amendment. Mm -hmm. These people are a bunch of freaking slime ball. How in the hell did they all believe that Donald Trump had something to do with what happened on January 6th. We know now that the FBI was involved. like this. This this is the people that we have. This guy is supposedly poised to be House Speaker. You think we're going to get anything accomplished with this scumbag sitting at the. At, yeah. No, 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 not at all. Nope. No, it's uh, and and of course, you just to just to reflect a little bit more on the pathetic nature of Rachel Maddow's job. The fact that this is more so about uh, pinning somebody to a wall based on their inconsistencies with uh, uh, in, in their willingness to use an obvious sham to attack a uh, to whatever degree Donald Trump is an outsider, an outsider president to stick together and to and just all this, this real incestuous party politics nonsense. It's not even about the truth. They're, they're just trying to pin people up against the wall because they want everybody on the same page and using this crap to make sure that the uh, the walls are sealed shut. Yes. But for those of us like like. For those of us out here doing something to attempt to change this, I'll tell you right now, he's not helping himself. President Trump, he's not he's not. He is surrounding himself and and helping and propping up the same people that do this kind of shit instead of being DeSantis. I'm sorry to say it. Who would never. He just won't do it. You can tell he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care. There's no pandering coming from over there. There's just not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's Ron DeSantis acts. People say, well, maybe he has higher aspirations. I don't know what the. What what um what the constitutional limits for governorship is in Florida? What he wants to do after he's no longer allowed to run for governor of Florida? But at the very least, 
he's making sure that he holds his, he keeps his reputation uh, somewhat sterling. I know that there, I know a lot of Floridians who are very, very uh, constitutionalist conservative that, that don't think that he is, I don't know, more than 85% um, on, on the right side of things. But but still, they they appreciate where they're living more than anywhere else in the country. Regardless, he he's kept very very good uh very good time keeping up with his own his public image and of course showing people how he's willing to work and not think about anything but what his constituents want. Yeah, I mean he's doing everything he can for his state. The improvement. Yeah. you can, that's what his job is. That's what he's doing. He's not he's not all of the national esque topics he tackles. He's directly implementing fixes for in his own state. Yeah, I I, I know Gigi is going to get mad at me when I say this, but I want him to run for president. I, I want him to run for president. Well, listen, if he if he completely exhausts everything he can do in the state of Florida, if he if that's it, if Florida says you can't serve, I don't know what it is. If you can't serve as as governor for more than six years or eight years or whatever, and and that's just all he is. That's all that it is. I mean, he obviously he might be able to run for uh, Florida, you know, state Congress or be a, a speaker or whatever the hell else. But if he's really exhausted everything he can at those upper echelons of the state government and he wanted to throw in uh, for some kind of a, a national post, then I mean, I, I guess more power to him. But for as long as he can help his state, he that is the most important person in the lives of the people of Florida. He can't serve more than six years in two consecutive terms. In two consecutive terms. No, he cannot. It says the current constitution states that should the governor serve or would have served had he not resigned more than six years in two consecutive terms, he cannot be elected to the succeeding term. So if he does one term, then leaves, then comes back, he can do another one, but he can't, he can't do more than two. So this is his second term. Yeah. And how, how many years left Two. He's going to run it. No, this is his first term. Okay. It's four years. So you just said six. Yeah, that's wrong. I'm here. Hold on. I moved down. It's four year terms. The governor holds the office for four years and can choose to run for reelection, but is not eligible to serve more than eight years in any 12 year period. So you can run for two terms. You can do two terms. And then in 12 years later, you can do another two. Okay. All right. Well, listen, hey, uh, it's. So he's already been in for what, two years? Yeah, but that was, hold on a second. Let me make sure I'm right here. In eight states, this is Ballotopedia. Here we are in Florida. I'm going to figure this out. Because he was elected in 2018, no? I, I'm not sure. It was during, obviously it was during Donald Trump. It wasn't 2020. Um, so it might have been 2018. But that would make that would make 2022 his, the end of his uh, first term, if it is. Yeah, he, he's filed to run again. He's running right now. Hey, well, after a second term, if he has to take eight years off or whatever the hell it is until he can run again in Florida, he wants to go and and, and throw in federally. Then that's completely up to him. But he should not leave where he's most useful to do something uh, to to put himself in a position where he is swallowed up like uh, like a a Venus flytrap. It looks like as per Ballotopedia, there's no term limits. What is going on here? Florida. Governor, term limits. This is coming from Wikipedia. So you know it's good. So the one that I read originally about the two consecutive terms, six years, all that crap. 
there is no lifetime limit on the number of times they may be elected. Ah, okay. But a governor who has been elected to two consecutive terms must be out of office for at least one election cycle before being eligible for reelection. So Ballotopedia says that he can run two terms and then he needs um, then he needs to leave and then he can come back after one term. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. so where does he spend those years in between? That's the real question. Yeah. Your whole point uh, before I got addicted to this. Anyway, so yeah, so I want him to run for president. Sorry, I really do. I've seen enough of him and I've studied enough of him at this point that I think he would be a magnificent. I think that his campaign was rocky. President Trump stepped in and helped him out, pushed him over the edge. He got in there and then he had to show himself. The first thing he did was get rid of that idiot from Broward County that was running the elections. Remember? Yes. Donna, what was her name? Uh, I forget. I I remember. But that was the first thing he did. And I was like, okay. And then the past two years, it's just been one amazing piece of legislation. And he does it the right way. He was the only one to, he he appointed an America's frontline doctor as his surgeon general, for goodness sakes. How much more can you ask for? I don't know. I don't know how much you can ask. But as I always say, just Florida's got to soak every last drop out of him before he goes off. And potentially wastes time elsewhere. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I, all my priorities are local, and I root for people where they live because um, this is just—it's really, really stomach churning to to watch. Speaking of stomach churning, I wonder if I can eat after this. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I brought the baby. Brought the baby to my sister in law's around uh, I don't know seven thirty this morning. She was she wanted to watch the baby this morning and have some fun with her. It was like, all right, you can take her. And on the ride back, oh boy. It was like, oh, am I gonna make it? Am I gonna make it? I I was I was driving and Lauren is in the passenger seat next to me and she's not feeling well herself, just you know, stomach wise and all that. And um, but she was holding up and she's looking at me and and I'm curled up on top of the of the steering wheel and I'm going, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I don't know. Cause I didn't know. I didn't know what the hell's going on. Oh, I just saw this meme. I just, I just tweeted it out too. So funny. You know, Liam Neeson from taken. Yes. When he, you know, he gets on the phone with the people who kidnapped his daughter and he's like, I, I, I will find you. And I will kill you. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Well, somebody, so funny. Uh, the, the meme is your kid's teacher. Your kid's teacher, when you decide to homeschool them, and it's a picture of Liam Neeson on the phone with the terrorist, but this time he has green hair and problem glasses, and the quote reads, I will find them, and I will groom them. It's true. It, they're, they're freaks. <laughs> they are. They're all freaks. Nobody, I, I keep on bringing up the clown pronouns that they want people to use for them. Like, clown, clown, self, who's going to talk this way? Nobody. I know. I know. I know. And it's really just you hold up the mirror and 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 they want to go after the mirror companies. They want to go after every glass maker in the uh, in the country for reflecting what they are. That's just what it is. That's what the whole libs of TikTok thing is about. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about the actual person behind the account. It's it's just that it's a reflection of the media and, and everything else there, too. If they are not 
if they are if they are in any way, shape, or form put in a position where they have to honestly defend what is their natural state of being, then it's all over because there's no honest way to defend what they are. And in fact, to ignore a lot of the things that is mainstream in uh, in, in in progressivism today is actually criminally negligent. Yes. It's criminally insane. Yes. That's you the- can't ignore what they're saying that they intend to continue doing. So they're already doing it to children. It, they all have some weird green or purple or pink hair. I don't know what that is all about. I don't understand why it is they all have to cut their hair really, really short and freaking dye it a, a, a weird color. Here, it's the conformist way of non-conforming. Oh, okay. Here, wait. Here, this is the teacher. You want this teacher here? Here's a developmentally appropriate way to talk to toddlers about bodies and gender. You know the body parts that your diaper or your panties or your underwear cover? Those are called privates. Everyone has privates. Private means that they belong to you and only you. In the front, everybody has genitals, but there are different kinds of genitals. Some genitals are called a penis. Some are called a vulva. Hmm? The the grammar, just just the, the grammatical massacre that this is. They can't even speak. They can't speak. Like you know, you know where I saw that again too. Did you see that thread that David Hogg put out about his his uh, his uh, intelligence father? No. It's the same thing with all these freaks on TikTok that are are posing as educators. They can't put together cogent sentences. <laughs> it, it, but it doesn't matter because their entire lives are peni, peni and vagina. Penis and vagina. Yes, that's that's, that's all. As do you know the the, the the penis theory? That's really what all it is. This woman goes on and she says that some some have a vulva. No, that's not right. That's a shitty car. What a vulva? I drive a vulva. (laughs) Ooh, and she's sitting here like, okay, all right, and they all have that same. Stupid, like affect on their voice, like eh, me. I just want to. Yeah, the, that up, that up, uh, that up talk. Like everything's a question. My question is this: um, Let's say that uh, I mean, I had sex ed when I was. I thought in, you were just going to tell me you had sex. We know you've got a baby. I, I've had sex exactly once. Oh, well, good for Lauren. But um, I, I went through sex ed in in school, I think. I don't even I mean, remember it. Yeah, but, but it was one of those things where we we got to show we, we were we, we saw what, what herpes looks like. Well, yeah. And, and um, we saw how babies are, are technically scientifically made. And then they took us in the auditorium and told us how to use a tampon. That's what happened to me. OK, well, we didn't get any of that. We didn't get any, any condom use. We had nothing like that. We just learned the mechanics. That is it. Now, from a traditional sex ed standpoint where you're getting uh, you know, children together, students together in a room, and you are learning about the functionality, the scientific functionality of your reproductive organs and not getting into, you know, the uh, uh, methodology of giving a BJ, because that's what the, this all is all really about. It's how to help people have sex ed is about the, in the, this day is about helping children 
uh, envision recreational sex. Okay. It was, um, that's just really it. But this, think about it from a traditional sex ed standpoint. If you bring a person in like this, what a horrible lesson plan she just put out there. It's not done. I didn't get to finish it. Oh, it's just such a bad lesson. You got to hear the rest of it. Hold on. Hold on. Before you finish this thought, hold the thought here. Like each in some ways or kind of like neither or somewhere in between. What's in in between? Those kind of genitals are called intersex. Yeah, there's like two of them in the world. When babies are born, parents sometimes guess their gender based on their genitals. They tend to guess boy for babies who have a penis and girl for babies who have a vulva. Arrest her. Sometimes parents guess wrong, though. Arrest her. And that's okay. Everybody makes mistakes sometimes. Oh, you'll strangle People whose parents guess wrong about their gender are called transgender. Uh, Oh. Oh. It's okay. It's okay, kids. Don't worry. Just because you have a vulva doesn't mean you're a girl. No, there are. Everybody makes mistakes. I, for example, my entire life's a mistake. (laughs) I'm a. I'm from top to bottom a mistake. (laughs) I sit here and I, like, really, lady. It it takes a mistake to know a mistake, I guess. I I mean, sometimes doctors make a mistake. You know what I also I love? It's sometimes it's a little of both. They're called intersex. I love how they go. To, to, uh, sci- confirm scientific abnormalities, <laughs> to prove that there is more than two genders. Like, Dude, there, you, a, like, they, they they always use examples of genetic <laughs> genetic abnormalities abnorm- that pop up along the way as proof that there's more than two. It's just like, oh, what do you understand? What what arguments you're making? This is amazing. That's like that's like saying that uh, uh, you know if you have acne, it, it's like you 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 represent a uh, I don't know. Just, <laughs> I, I, I don't you know. can't even come up with another example of it because I know it's that stupid. I mean, this is the kind of thing, and I know we're about to end, but I'm just scrolling through um, to find because the whole feed of of libs of TikTok, which is she has shown that clip has been devoured by her Taylor Lorenz crying, you know, mockery. Um, I'm trying to find the last one that I wanted to show you before she was just, you know, doxxed by this woman who went to our family's houses that I can't get over. I mean, how shitty do you have to be? Oh, I mean, that that's all. That's all the, the media does. You think they did that. They went door to door wherever they can find anybody that was doxxed, uh, uh, or exposed for for donating more than twenty dollars to the Freedom Convoy in Canada. Yes, I saw. I talked about that Wednesday. I said, I mean, these are the things that that people do. And then anybody who's trying to say here, Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and on foreign aircraft. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a plane full of people who are afraid for their lives, right? No. No. And that's the thing. Like, they can wear them if they want. Stop trying to force everyone else. If you want to turn yourself into a woman and you're a man, by all means, I'm not to be forced to do anything that has anything to do with it, nor are you allowed to groom my children 
And I'm going to keep saying it because that's what they're doing. They're groomers. They hate that, Frank. They don't like it. They don't like yeah. the truth. Well, they've been able to conceal the truth for a long time. And uh, and we only know and people I mean, there are people who have known for a long time, but the, the mass, uh, a much more massive group of um, slice of the population only know as much as they do right now because of the uh, the fallout from their other operations. The, the, nothing has exposed American education more than covid. It was it, it, this is the thing, the, the positives that have come out of the covid crisis have been so massive. Homeschooling is up like 30 percent. Indeed, I love it. It's fantastic. It really is. When is uh, when is uh, little Aurora being delivered back to the nest? I'll have her back probably before, probably around twelve thirty or so. She usually goes down for a nap around uh, her one nap a day around uh, one, and she's out for about ninety minutes, and then she's man oh man, what a what a joy! Oh, what a what a joy! That's nice. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, it was nice to have you here. Oh, I love being here. I can't wait for uh, the next time. Neither can I. So we'll see you back here. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with... Not as crampy as before, Frank, and... <laughs> you can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Until Monday. Later. This is a Rock Stops Here with Rock Riley Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Boy, oh boy, is he a good man. Really good dude. I thought he was, and then I met him, and we did this podcast, and bam, just like I thought. I'm talking about the former Oakland A's pitcher who pitched a perfect game in the big leagues coming up on the anniversary here. Dallas Braden, when you look back on your career, you had to cut it short at a young age because of the injury. How do you look? I mean, if that was me, I'd be like, oh, my God, a little bitter. You know what I mean? How do you look back on it, Dallas? This game of baseball has blessed me beyond measure. I have the opportunity to continue to watch the game, to be around the game, to have awesome conversations with guys like you. There's no way I could ever wake up and be bitter about where I'm at or what happened to me. And, you know, there, there's there's a sense of pride in that I didn't, you know, it's not like I, I drank my way out of the game or partied my way out of the game. I, I wasn't terrible and just couldn't get a job anymore. Like, none of that happened. My body physically failed me. My arm fell off. And I was, you know, sure, I was I was just getting better. I was just getting started, really. Um, but, but knowing that I was going to have the opportunity to take care of my grandmother, and give her the life that she deserved, a life without any sort of pressure or anxiety. You know, the tax man, he doesn't take a break. He comes calling each and every year. Uh, and for her to just live with a sense of freedom the way that I feel she's supposed to have lived her life, that that is the most important thing to me. And, and now I have the, the chance to continue to provide that for my wife and for my two girls with one on the way. So baseball blesses me every single day I open my eyes. There's no way I could possibly show up to the ballpark with an attitude. The Rock stops here with longtime radio and TV personality. Rock Riley is found anywhere you find podcasts and radioinfluence.com.